0: Lord, on this day of Ascension, give us great hope and comfort in your promises and in the reign of your Son, Jesus Christ. Now, O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, happy Ascension Day. It's good to see you all here celebrating the Ascension with us. Now, uh, the Ascension of Jesus is a very interesting service for us to have. It's an interesting festival in the church here. And one that does not get nearly enough credit. Because the ascension of Jesus Christ is just as an essential part of the glory in the gospel of Jesus as his birth, as his death, and as his resurrection. And yet, as you might be able to tell by the number of ascension cards you've received and by the number of people who have joined us for ascension service tonight, it's not quite as popular as the other holidays. And i got to be honest with you, as a pastor... It's not as easy to preach. I mean, think about this. With the other services, these other events in Jesus' life, these are easy ones to preach. Christmas. Jesus is a baby. It's cute. It's happy. We're all getting presents. God gives us the gift of Jesus Christ, and we celebrate that God has come to us in the flesh. We have wonderful hymns, our favorite Christmas songs, right? Like, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and Joy to the World, and it's a wonderful celebration on Christmas. And then we have Good Friday. And Good Friday is that night when we remember the central point of our faith that God and flesh has died for our sins. We sing all the, the sacred hymns, O Sacred Head Now Wounded, and the hymns like that. We gather and it's dark and we remember the depth of our sin, but the even greater depth of the grace of Jesus Christ. And then comes Easter. And we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord, that he has conquered our foes of sin, death, and the devil. And we all greet each other. We say, he is risen. Hallelujah. And we sing, Jesus Christ is risen today. And it's all wonderful. And then we come to the ascension. And what is your favorite ascension hymn? Exactly. Right? It's very good. And then we all gather. And I don't know what the greeting is we say to each other on the ascension day like, see you, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Come back soon. Don't forget to write. (laughs) Kind of a strange celebration. The, the, The texts we have today seem awfully odd. I mean, to be celebrating the fact that Jesus has left, and it almost seems as though he's left and left us to fend for ourselves, if we're not careful. Sometimes I fear we feel like the ascension, we feel about the ascension The same way I felt a number of years ago when Stephanie uh, went on a little vacation with some of her friends from seminary. She used to have this annual trip uh, where they would go up to San Luis Obispo, and uh, we would, uh, the men would like stay home with the kids, and it was really fun, and I really enjoyed that time. But one year Stephanie left, and one of the children woke up crying, and I thought, oh, they're really sad that she was gone, and that was kind of it. Uh, But really, the problem was is that they had the flu, like a severe case of the flu. What's worse, the one who knew how to handle such things had gone, <laughs> you see. And now I was left home to try and figure out what to do with this. And sure, I could call for help, but really everything was kind of left in my hands and I had to figure out what to do with all of this while one of the children was sick the other two they weren't acting like the baptized children of God and so it was a very (laughs) difficult time uh, to handle all of this and it was sort of like see you later Steph I hope I don't ruin our family by the time you get home sometimes the ascension feels like that Jesus has left and everything out here is a mess and he's really the only one who knows what to do with all of this but he's gone and sure we can give him a call from time to time and if it's his will he's going to help out otherwise it's just kind of like i'm going away now it's up to you see you soon don't mess it up before i get back <laughs> but of course that is not how the ascension works and if that's our view of the ascension we're missing the point altogether now that's kind of a silly way of describing it. But I do think sometimes we misunderstand the ascension because we view it sort of like this. Jesus has gone up to heaven, and now the rest is up to us. He's done his saving work, and now he's left, and he has, in fact, said to us, I'm going away now. It's up to you. Don't mess it up. I will return, and I'm watching you. Make sure you take care of everything. He's gone, and now everything falls into our hands there are times, I think, we view the ascension of Jesus, and we might say it this way, from the perspective of the law. Now, before I move on, don't get me wrong. Now that Jesus has ascended, we as his, uh, as his Christians, as his disciples, we do have responsibilities in this world. We are called to take up our cross daily and follow him. We are called to carry out our vocations faithfully that is to love everyone in our family we are to work hard at our jobs and we are to do all to the glory of God right of course we are we are called to worship to hear to learn to care for everybody that God has given to us we are called to live this life faithfully in anticipation of the return of Jesus Christ of course we are but if we think That we should look at the ascension as nothing more than the beginning of our responsibility to do God's work in this world and not to mess it up before Jesus comes back? We're missing the point. See, the ascension, as I've sort of lampooned it here, is hardly Jesus leaving us behind to fend for ourselves. No, as I said at the beginning, the ascension is an essential part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is not Jesus going away from us. Rather, the ascension is the celebration of the coronation of our King. This is Jesus being given the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that He is Lord to the glory of God the Father, because He is the one who has died for sinners and risen for our justification. The ascension, you might think of it this way, is the victory parade of our conquering king when he takes his throne as the one who has defeated the foes which have held us in slavery for so long. It is Jesus declaring that he is ultimately victorious over sin, over death, and over the devil. The devil, the world, and our flesh are conquered in Jesus Christ, and now he sits as Lord over us all. This is the establishment of Jesus Christ alone as our Lord and our God. And though we may not know a whole lot of Ascension hymns, we do have a great deal of them in our Bibles in the book of the Psalms. As you read through the Psalms, you'll come across a number of Psalms that sound like they're singing about a coronation or they're speaking of a king who is ruling over the world. These are Psalms that speak of Christ. The Psalm we heard Jeff and the choir do so beautifully tonight. Psalm 110, as they sang in the chorus this evening, this is where we hear these marvelous words. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. The ascension is Jesus taking his session at the right hand of God to rule and reign over us. And yes, though the nations will continue to rage against him, though there is still sin and the devil is still fighting, they have nothing to say over our victorious King. Psalm 2 says it's this way. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords. But he who sits in the heavens laughs and the Lord holds them in derision. The ascension of Jesus is Jesus laughing at his foes. We rejoice over this because his laughter, his victory is our victory and it is our joy. And so we join together with the psalmist as in Psalm 47 and we we sing together in praise. The psalmist writes, God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth, sing praises with the psalm. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people gather as the people of the God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong to God, and he is highly exalted. What is more, the ascension of Christ is far from Christ removing his presence from us. Rather, the ascension is that point where Jesus sits down at the right hand of God as our king, And that does not mean he leaves us, for he has promised, I will be with you always to the end of the age. So for Jesus to sit at the right hand of God doesn't mean he's sort of locked in a chair somewhere up in heaven. But rather it means he is reigning over us in our midst with power and might, with mercy and grace. It means Christ's reign is breaking out among us. The picture is not of this new judge sort of exacting our every move but of a merciful king unleashing his mercy and his grace and sending forth his heralds to proclaim victory. And this is precisely what we read taking place here tonight in the book of Acts. As Jesus has met with his apostles after he's risen from the dead, and he begins to tell them how he has fulfilled all the scriptures, and then he sends them out into the world as their king, telling them, I have a message for you to deliver to my subjects. He says repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all the nations. Jesus Christ is seated on the throne and his victory is found in the granting of the forgiveness of sins. It is from his throne that the forgiving work of his word breaks forth and shatters the shackles of the enemy in the old slave drive. This is the ascension, we might say, from the perspective of the gospel. It is that work that Christ has accomplished that allows me to stand before you tonight as one of his heralds and to make an announcement to you that from the throne of Jesus I have a message for you. Your sins have been paid for by this Lord and you are forgiven for his sake. And now the kingdom of God is breaking loose among you. You are set free from sin you are set free from death you are set free from the power of the devil your foe the devil is defeated and he will soon be removed entirely your sins are forgiven and soon they will be utterly forgotten and the Lord has overcome the world for you and you will one day soon see it with your own eyes I think the temptation for us when we look at the ascension is to say well now Jesus is in charge and we would better follow his rules or he'll be mad when he comes back. This just reduces the ascension to another rule of law, and really it just makes the ascension all about us. (laughs) You see, Jesus is not a new Moses sitting at God's right hand. He is the crucified one, the one who is risen. And it is in his reign of grace and mercy, and on its behalf that I am able to declare to you tonight that you live under the reign of a king, whose word to you is not, get it right or else, but rather, because I have shed my blood, you are righteous in my sight, and the victory is won for you. Your old slave masters have been defeated, and you live under the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are free. So we give thanks to God this day for the ascension of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks this day that Jesus is ascended and rules over us in mercy and grace. We pray, Lord, that you would teach us what it means to live in his freedom. Make us to be people of freedom who live by mercy and grace and show that mercy and grace by caring for all those you put in our lives so they too might know the freedom and the joy of salvation in Christ alone. Give us grace, O Lord, to trust you always, even to the end of the age, knowing that Jesus will always be with us. And always remain faithful to his promises. It's in his name we pray. Amen.